0: questions. A Jedi like my father before me. Alright, hello, welcome everyone to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. This is the Star Wars Resistance Edition, also known as the Inconsequential Edition. Yay! Hello, David. How are you? How's it
1: going, everyone?
0: Not All too right. good, actually. <laughs> well, this episode was definitely interesting. It, in my opinion, was an improvement over the last episode. I know you enjoyed oh. the last one. was going to be interesting. Then. <laughs> from a technical side of things, I feel like it's an improvement. The writing, the overall structure of the story was neater. But that doesn't mean it was an intriguing or engrossing story by any means. But from a technical standpoint, I can pull myself out of you know, what I think we need for Star Wars and I what I think we should have in a show like this. And I can definitely talk about the episode for what it is. Now, this episode was directed by Stuart Lee, a veteran here, when it comes to the Star Wars cartoons and written by Kevin Burke and Chris Wyatt with some story consulting done by Stephen Melching. There was a lot of hands in the pot.
1: Oh yeah. There was a this lot of hands in this episode and you can, you can tell, you can tell that there was a lot of, uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen in this one.
0: Well, and, and, and well, I did, see, see. Okay. Explain what you mean by that? Because I felt like the episode was cohesive and tidy.
1: Uh, technically, just like we said in the beginning, Okay, technically, yes, it is neat and it's tidy. It's very simplistic. However, I think what really irks me is what feels like what was the goal of this episode.
0: And what do you mean by the goal? Like you are just going to get right into it? Uh, do you want to go, go
1: want ahead, Dave. Okay. Listen,
0: you know you've been leading these discussions. It seems like for the last couple of weeks. So you know what? <laughs> I think from now on with the with the Resistance, Resistance show, show, I'm just like David. You start the show.
1: Okay. Well, just as you said, technically it's actually neat. It's tidy. The writers did. They put together a episode that can stand on its own, right? But that's. That shouldn't have bothered me. But then when you actually take a look at the behind the scenes of this episode, it goes against everything that basically me and you have talked about, about like how Star Wars should be written. It shouldn't be about agendas. And Hmm. when you see. Well, what agenda is there? Well, the whole point was. Tickling my asshole. Just tell me. Go ahead. The whole point of this episode was just to show two same-gender characters in one episode, and that was it. They wanted to do an agenda where it's, hey, let's, let's do these two characters of the same, same sex, right. showing that they have a relationship.
0: And how do you know that? Was there an article that was put out? Yes. Or, or is it just kind of assumption?
1: No, no, no. This was an article that was put out, and then you, when you look at— From where? Uh, let me pull it up. Just one moment here. Okay. Yeah. Cause I did pick up on that.
0: Yes. That they were definitely insinuating that Orca and Flix and Flix are in a relationship. And I guess we can assume they're the same gender. I mean, they're aliens. Yeah. They're aliens. They're a species. They're a different species. So we don't even know how they work sexually. Like this is something Star Wars really never goes into. So I I feel like it's a lot to do about nothing. I'm like, so you made two aliens allegedly gay. You're not gonna be winning any LGBTQ awards for your bravery. Here. Yes. Because if they would have you got that site up.
1: Yeah, I do. And it's actually this is what hurts the most because at first I was like, oh, this this is probably just a blog, but this is actually connected to the Star Wars dot com website
0: okay so this is starwars.com yes okay
1: and this this article that i'm pulling up is a recap of the episode that we're covering today and in it it basically says orca and flicks taking center stage in this week's episode
0: and one sec (laughs) Sorry, my phone just died. All right. So getting back to what I was saying, Dave, is StarWars.com being, you know, posting this article and saying that this is the focus of your story. I think that's a little shitty because you shouldn't. I feel like if you you have to promote it as being progressive, it's not progressive. You're looking for a pat on the back. And yeah, because what, what, what most artists do, good artists, is they just put it in their piece and that's it. They don't explain it. They don't describe it. They don't post a blog about it and say, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. Give uh-huh. us a pat on the back because we're so good. And, Give, and us we're Give us a cookie. Give us a cookie because we like
1: gay relationships. Because that's what it says in the headline. Now that I pulled it fully up, it says basically making progressive headway. Yeah, no, it's not. And uh, I'm like going. I think it's
0: silly. It's silly. Because, Dave, no one's going to pick up on Orca and Flix being in a gay relationship. They left a lot open there. We already got the idea last season that they were just business partners and friends. Mm-hmm. Dave, you and I are business partners and friends. No one looks at us and think we're gay. Thinks we're gay. However, if someone was to post a blog about David and Mike being gay, suddenly people are going to look at us differently. And suddenly they're going to be like, oh, okay, I can see that. <laughs> that <laughs> we can people see, it. see what you tell them to see. hmm and I don't think anyone really saw Orca and Flex as being gay.
1: And and the thing that w- upsets me is the fact that it's a legitimate Star Wars source that's actually covering it. So it, this would be one thing if it was a random blog, right? Just like we said, random blog. Right. But then after I watched the episode, StarWars.com, bang. Headline. Yeah. All about that. And I think that's what ruined the episode for me because it's kind of like, just like what you said, it's like, You essentially are saying that this episode was just for that.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, and first off, I think, Dave, it's very clear that we're pro-gay. Yes. And we're pro-everything, pretty much. Anything you want to do, you do you. Live your life. And I'll support you. I'll support whatever you want to do. And I'm all for gay relationships and television. Why wouldn't I? I mean, that reflects reality. Most of our entertainment should reflect a form of reality. And guess what? In reality, in our world, in our day-to-day life, guess what? There are gay people. Yeah. They're not some special species that's never been heard of. (laughs) Exactly. They are human beings. They do what I do. We all, you take a shit and squat. If you're everyone, we're all human beings. So I don't give a shit about the gay relationship. I just I get a little annoyed as well with the fact that they're trying to pass this episode off as some progressive, you know, hurdle. And and that's but wh- but the thing is, is Dave. Now, if they would have made Kazuda gay and Yeager, then I'd be like, oh shit! You you went the distance. You went the distance. You there actually you, you are actually trying to say something here. Yeah. But to me, this is like. They're acting like this is 1995, forgetting that this is 2019, and they're baby stepping with a relationship via innuendos. Hey, yeah. guys, these guys are gay here. Read the subtext. And if that, you're going to do it, then just do just it. Just do it. And make a character gay. In fact, they didn't even really make these characters gay, they didn't even say anything about them being in a relationship at all. Yeah. Nothing. So they're trying to pawn this off as some progressive movement, but they didn't even go the distance. All they're doing is what a lot of people call queer baiting. Queer baiting. Yeah. They're queer baiting. They're saying, hey, guys, look, they're dangling it, but they're not really going the distance.
1: And then when you throw that into the like, – Which in a lot was, of gay
0: circles, Dave, is far, worse is far worse than not doing it all.
1: And then when you when you throw in that, the knowledge that basically – there's with the writing team, there seem to be a lot of like voices in the room. We got to do this. We got to do this. Hey, do this. That's where, that's where this type of writing, I'm sorry, I've, I've seen so much TV. That's usually a red flag when you basically have so many people saying in the same room, not focusing on the one centralized story. And what is that? And the centralized story should be about right now what, what we said. Kaz and Tam right that's well, their narrative and, and, and,
0: this is just more distraction more filler and I just exactly. think it's silly if you want to have Orca and Flicks in an episode you want to allude to them let's say because you're on Disney Channel and you have to take into account middle America and maybe you don't want to go the distance yet maybe Disney isn't willing to do that I'm okay with that as well I'm okay with that if you just want to kind of slowly put things in there you know within the subtext that works for that me, works. but then make them a part of the story of Kazuda. Instead, yes. you made this the focus and yet you didn't go the distance. huh. That exactly. to me
1: is weak. And that's what, that's what frustrated me about this episode was the fact that we've given the resistance crew, especially the writing crew, a lot of props. They have a lot of going against them. They're the redheaded stepchild of, of the star Wars writing room. Every, everything. We've yeah. we've tried to basically say, hey, they deserve their due, but when you do stuff like this, then it makes me pause and say, okay, guys, come on, you're better than this. Yeah, you could have just like what you said. If you, if this was the goal, to get Orca and Flicks, if that's your that's your centerpiece, you want to actually sprinkle that in, sprinkle it in your narrative. With, that's you, easy enough. You
0: mean it was within the narrative, but you mean within the main storyline? Within the
1: main storyline. Yeah, because you stick. You, In that regard, you make it that much important because you just connected it to something that we as the audience is important. That's important, The narrative.
0: Yeah, I I think it's just a throwaway episode. And that's what is the that's what really hurts me more than anything is uh, that because I don't give a shit about the gay thing. I don't care. And I I was and I was trying to be, you know, make a point that if you're going to go, if you're going to do it, do it. And I stand by that. But um. I feel like this is just, hey, it's 2019. You're not you're not you're not breaking down any barriers. Yeah. This is 2019. This has been uh, said and done in various other animations. You're a little late to the game to not even go the distance. And if you want to go the distance, then they should have been the focus and you should have just stated what they were. Uh, or you could have done this exact same thing, elude, don't really say put it in the subtext and then have a story that was centrally driven by uh kazuda and our main characters kazuda and uh torah but they didn't the decisions they're making are a little a little baffling to me at this point in the game where an episode what is this episode six of season two uh the last three episodes have been rather you know throwaway and inconsequential Mm -hmm. and i'm a little just kind of Kind of confused why they're doing this. And I I thought we had gotten over this hump. And I and I don't want to be negative because like I said, the show I felt like overall the script was written just fine. I think what we're questioning at this point is priorities when it comes to story and execution. Execution for me. What are we trying to say here with this show? What are we doing with this show? Is this gonna be is this the show? Should we just kind of accept it by now and say, well, this Mm -hmm. is the show, it's gonna be Uh, inconsequential uh, when the show ends at the end of next or when, when the show ends in 2020, uh, it's going to be forgotten and kind of going to be kind of irrelevant. It'll never be one of those shows that stand the test of time, like clone wars and even rebels.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the thing that basically we, me and you throughout this entire thing have always been championing, championing this, this, this crew because We see the potential that they can do. You know, they won us over first season. Their first half of their season was bad. But then they won us over. Why? Because they started showing their writing chops. And then we were saying, okay, just show us that progression. Show us that progression. Show us that you actually are doing, getting better. And then I I understand your point that basically you feel that, the last episode was worse than this, but I'm actually quite the reverse. I think this is worse than the last episode because at least with the last episode I don't even remember the last episode now, Dave. That's how much I just Well, the last episode was the Niku one. And then at least with the Niku one, I can pry something that connects that what happened in that episode to our main narrative, which is the which is the argument of the, the main of two opposing argu- sides. Yeah. Right? This I honestly thought I I kept telling myself there has to be something. There has to be something that's connecting this to the main narrative. The main myth arc. Or main myth arc.
0: The episode with Niku, even though I didn't really care for it, at least it was focused on Niku, who is one of our lead characters. Yeah. Flix and fuck Orca, whatever the name (laughs) of the character is. (laughs)
1: Like, who are they? I mean that was my next point why do we care I mean you do we care
0: okay so they're gay you didn't even make main characters gay it's it feels a little silly and a little contrived and yes I feel like with a show like this you're dealing with Star Wars you're and yes it's resistance yes it's a kid show but so is arguably rebels so Mm -hmm. was arguably Clone Wars and yet there are such relevant moments in both those shows things that people are so glad has been things within each series that people are so happy that they've been canonized, that they have been brought into canon or uh, reestablished into canon or made canon. Whereas with Resistance, we can look back and say, yeah, we can do without that. 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 I mean, the introduction of the the Force children was I feel uh, from last season was a great decision, very Mm -hmm. strong move to to help understand Kylo Ren a bit and, and understand his mission, get a little bit of understand, even though we don't really know what that mission is, which is problem number one with the entire star Wars universe. At this point, we don't even know what the first order (laughs) is (laughs) really about and what their goal is. Uh, We don't know what Kylo Ren's really about, but at least that was the beginning. The fact that they said, Hey, Kylo Ren's going around destroying, uh force things he massive genocide destroyed an entire planet of force sensitive individuals i mean that tells a lot right there Mm. and that was the beginning of something great Uh, you and i came back the, the the previous recording session and we're like fuck dude this is what we're talking about this is what the show needs and then they've never really gone back to that and i feel like that's a shame because this show has a lot of potential mm-hmm. you have a great writing team individually these writers are are just fine but it's the overall story that i just feel like they're missing the mark every single week we get distracted over nonsense and nonsense. if this is the yeah. show maybe that's what we need to you know maybe we just need to come to terms that this is the show that this is the show that there was no fixing like we thought they did during the second half and that was just you know a happy accident <laughs> happy accident. and this is the show Every episode is kind of just, hey, guys, we're going to have some fun and nothing really to see here. And if that's the, the case, if that's what they're doing, then I think we need to come in each week when we discuss these shows or these episodes. We need to come in with with those pair expectations. of glasses. Yes, those expectations. We need to throw away any rose colored glasses we might have due to our Star Wars love and just say, hey, this is the show. And then maybe then we can have a more fair discussion on what we're getting. Because as of right now, we're viewing this as we view, we're viewing this show no different than w- the way we view the books, the comics, the video games, uh, and of course, Rebels and Clone Wars in the movies. And because of that, we're expecting to get stuff. We're expecting to get some some meat to the universe. Something, yes, yeah, something that moves the mythos of Star Wars forward and they're not really doing that with this show and that's a shame because you're dealing with a property that t- literally is in such a unique position to explore the events between the force awakens the last jedi which that they they didn't do that and to be fair there's like 5 minutes between those two movies but now they're in the unique position to explore that whole i believe a year time span between the last jedi and Rise of, skywalker. rise of skywalker and we're just we're just circling meandering we're just no we're not even meandering at least with meandering you eventually get someplace it feels like we're just circling like oh we're here again oh kazuda made so much progress as a as a person oh now we're back here again he's an idiot he's an idiot i i don't i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it and i feel bad saying this because i know there are resistance writers that listen to our show uh, and it's nothing against them that the individual episodes are written fine in fact i'm even this episode from beneath it's written fine the script is fine but i'm just asking why 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 are we here why are we talking about
1: this and the why for me may this is what i want to ask you as a writer it, is the why really that important is why really in that, that important then? Is this like a an algebra question? Is the why <laughs> a variable? Because I'm
0: already confused.
1: Well, th- because like every every everything that we've learned about writing and being a writer, the why is like the most important thing. The oh, reason yeah, your hero does this is really important. And when you get to this episode, I agree. Looking at it now... I'm probably being a little too harsh because I'm seeing like the red flags. I, I, I don't think you are, Dave. You know why you're not being too harsh? Because
0: what Justin Ridge has introduced into the show, it, there's, we could rewrite this entire show and I hate reviewing shows like that because it, this isn't our show. This isn't our show. We yes. I hate reviewing shows based on what we would do, but look what they've introduced. Kylo Ren's destruction of a planet, massive genocide. Ham and Kaz and their opposing ideology. You have the issue of Kazuda's father being against him joining the resistance and suddenly mysteriously being alive and surviving the destruction of their home planet.
1: And I I I you honestly, have so much there. So I, much there. And we're not using it. We're not using it. I honestly thought, I honestly thought this is this is one of the notes that I actually wrote down. I thought they were going to connect this to Tam's relationship to his father because you're dealing with Flicks who has a problem with his family, right? His family, his family treats him like right. like like a black sheep, black sheep of the family. Suddenly, he comes back to get help. They don't help him. And I was waiting, waiting
0: for there to be a connection or
1: a connection that the Kaz kind of look at it and, tell, and have a moment with Flicks well, and do, say, well, are you speaking like another language? It's not like you're speaking bocce for a second. <laughs> for a second. I need C see 3PO. There was you. there was a moment I was waiting for when Kaz was going to turn to Flicks and yeah. kind of have that moment and say, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I know how you feel. My family does the same thing. That would thing require a thinker and kazoo is not a thinker. At least this week. But imagine if they did. Yeah, it would have
0: made perfect sense. You're absolutely and that's a great connection. I applaud you, Dave, because that's absolutely right. If this was an episode that we were writing, we would write those parallels in there and we would show the differences between Flix's family and Kasuda's family and how they you're absolutely right. They're both black sheep, apparently.
1: Yeah. They're both black sheep and basically like but then nothing. You get to the very end and you're like going, Yeah. All right. So this was just a episode about Flix and Orca. About them getting fuel, which. Yeah. uh, How many times does the Colossus have to be in trouble with fuel? So, am I
0: assuming that the next, you know, the entire. First half of the season is going to be about them getting supplies. What is this? The Walking Dead season four where every, epi- every episode they're getting supplies yeah. and then the person that went to go get supplies got lost and eaten. So they send someone else to go look for the guy they got eaten. Plus they need to get supplies and then that person's <laughs> lost and eaten. So they send another person to go get supplies. I'm serious. The Walking Dead season four did that about 20 fucking 20 times. times. Yeah. I'm going through deja vu here.
1: <laughs> Think about it. What, our last couple of episodes. What are the things that they've been doing? They've been trying to get supplies for what? The Colossus. We need food. Let's go hunt Could down the giants. just stingray. bring
0: IG Eleven in and self destruct <laughs> this fucking ship? <laughs> and like, what did IG Eleven say in Mandalorian? Oh, I'm going <laughs> I, I shall initiate self destruct. Yeah. Can we just fucking do that to the show? I think Justin Rich should just come into the writing room and just no, no, lay no. back and say, you know what? I'm gonna initiate self destruct. <laughs> No, no, no. We're no. fucking done. Justin Ridge needs to be put in carbonite. Oh. Everybody else <laughs> will only because only because we want to preserve him for a while because yes. he's so good. He he's is good. he is good. He's good. And then put him on a show where he can actually flex his true talents.
1: I'll, I'll look at Justin and say, "Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry. I'll let you out when a good project comes out, okay? Get in there." <laughs>
0: I got to think that he his hands are being tied. I have to imagine that I I, that's I have to because Justin Ridge is too good. And this show is doesn't reflect the dude's talents. So doesn't I can only assume that he's being told what to do that. Hey, do this. Don't do anything. Don't go over here. Don't go over there. Just stay right here. Well, you want me to stay in literally a circle? circle? (laughs) Yes, you see this circle, Justin? Do not go out of this.
1: Do not go out of the circle.
0: (laughs) You have 10 minutes to tell your story. (laughs) 10 minutes between The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Make sure everything happens within those 10 minutes. And if you don't, I'm putting you in carbonite. (laughs) All right, Dave, we should just end this. Go ahead and give me your final thoughts.
1: My final thoughts, my grade on this one, I've calmed down a little bit since the beginning. Have you? I have because I was going to give this the Bombad Jedi score. No, it's not a bad episode. It's I'm just gonna... it's just who gives a shit. It's a who gives a shit episode. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. You're right. It is a who. It's kind of an inconsequential. Kind of. Dave, it's not kind of. Have you not been listening to the entire discussion? <laughs> it is. It is inconsequential. So I'm going to give this a. 60. Okay, sixty. I agree with you. Looking back at it, and looking at looking at my notes again, and basically seeing how the pacing was out, they did their job. Yes, the message is what the why. They get everything, but the why, which for me as a writer, I, I've always thought the why is important. <laughs> also, in algebra. And then when I got to when when I guess it's my fault for actually looking. After I watch the episode, and then basically seeing, hey, what do they say behind the scenes? Because I like seeing that stuff. Yeah. And then you get to that, and it's kind of like, oh my god, you made this into an agenda piece. Well, it, that it, makes me angry, <laughs> Dave. It gets a little worse than
0: that because, you know, I, I, I'm all about putting not agendas, but putting, you know, liberal thought, progressive thought into TV shows. I'm fine with that. I've said that time and time again in all of our discussions. Yeah. Progressive thought has always been put into art as a way to move or propel liberal ideas. I mean, that's what art is. I'm okay with that. From the dawn of time, they've done it. They were murdered because they did it. Uh, the Catholics, I mean, look at history. So they've always used art to push these thoughts. But there was a, a genius to it. You know, it's, it's subtle. They don't, you don't know what's happening you're dealing with a Disney cartoon with a running time of maybe 22 minutes and you're trying to throw in all these political thoughts because there's more, you'd realize there's more to this episode, Dave, you didn't pick up on it than just gay relationships. It's also an anti fracking episode as well. Yeah. Don't drill too deep. You're going to destroy things. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, (laughs) I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm all about that stuff. I'm not against, you know, your thoughts. But, guys, how much are you going to fucking— How about you ixnay on the agenda, eh, and give us some story, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. You're throwing too much. Quit trying to be pretentious in a 22-minute cartoon. Yeah. And now all of the writers that were listening probably don't. Listen to us. probably going to give us bad reviews gonna give us bad- These guys <laughs> meander during their podcast discussion They don't really stick to one point uh, Period and then fuck you
1: <laughs> Fuck you I've been, in, I've been in this industry for a while Go fuck yourself Signed Justin Ridge <laughs> I want to get a message like that so bad
0: <laughs> Alright we need to close out this discussion I want to thank everybody for listening through our oh, Toxic you didn't behavior your score. Yeah. Dave I'm trying to end this show <laughs> I, I give my score. <laughs> I'll give it a 70. I'll give it a 70. Like I said, individually, the episode's fine. It's written fine from a technical standpoint.
1: From a technical standpoint, it, yes. It, it just, it's you a You won
0: me over there. But overall, it's a whole lot of nothing.
1: It's a whole lot of nothing. It's a nothing sandwich. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. This is Michael Flores signing off
1: may the force be with us oh,
0: yes <laughs>